Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we dismantle short stories, smelt bookish ideas, and hammer out topics brought forth by the Book Reviews Kill community. And today is one of those days where we hammer out some topics brought forth by the Discord, in particular today. And our first question comes from Sarah Reed's Two. Sarah Reads 2 asks, what were the books that got you into fantasy as an adult? Do you have a book or series you recommend to people wanting to get into it? All right. Yeah, I think that this is one of those questions that we we might have answered at some point kind of in our more formative days on the podcast, but um, we have a lot more listeners now, and I'm very into the idea of giving some recommendations on getting into the genre, for sure. Me too, and we're constantly consuming new books, and so, you know, the list changes over time. Mm -hmm. As I consume more, I, like, change as a person. I'm in different modes and stuff. You know, you ask me, like, mood to mood, and I'm going to be probably recommending slightly different things. Of course, like, the Venn diagram of my moods has a large crossover section of books that you'll always get recommended, um, which I'm trying to stick to today, but yeah, you know, it's definitely a living thing what it was last year is certainly not necessarily what it is this year uh you want to start us off yeah let's see here so when i was a lot younger you know um i don't know seven or eight when <laughs> seven evan was a very, young when I was, <laughs> when I was really really young um you know i was reading goosebumps and uh other like boxcar kids and all oh, the boxcar children yeah yeah Whoa, I man. Was reading... that's that's a rare find right there i never yeah i didn't know that you read those i read tons of those. yeah a little bit puritan for my taste now but yeah my mom was super <laughs> into them <laughs> but then i picked up harry potter and i was off to the races from there i think that a lot of people can share that experience um, and i think also another experience that a lot of people share is while they did get into reading at a pretty young age there is kind of like a, a dip while you're kind of a teenager a young adult where uh, you don't necessarily uh read as much you know you're kind of trying out a bunch of other stuff you're like playing sports and hanging out with your friends and um, getting into some other hobbies and kind of figuring out what it is you really like to do and then some people do come back to reading uh very naturally like i did or some people choose actively that they want to read more books um, that that happens quite often too so for me i was really into music i was really into video games and that was kind of where i was for a while between the ages of like i don't know 14 and like 21 2021 20, something like that um evan and, is extremely good at the drums by the oh, way thank everyone. you chad uh yeah. but i also but chad chad this chad the one yeah. in the podcast, I was moving from Bend to Portland to go play music and go do the thing. And um, Chad had just finished The Name of the Wind, gave it to me, this this copy that has gone around to, it's like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, but it's like <laughs> one book and it's gone around to like 15 of our friends. It's been so everywhere. Many. I don't know who actually has it right now. Me neither. Uh, I know it's somewhere. It doesn't have the cover, but uh, Chad had finished it. And, and, you know, I had seen Chad reading like Samari Salvatore and some some other stuff that I had heard of, but not really got into. And so when he gave it to me and he said, hey, like this is like a parting gift for you. Well, I want you to read this. It's one of the best books I've ever read. I was like, wow. Thank you, Chad. And then I didn't read it for <laughs> like, I think I started it. I read like 30 pages of it or something. And I was like, what is this? Like, it's kind of a slow burn. Bummed, yeah. Like this bummed <laughs> out guy in a bar and like weird glass spiders. And so who cares? Like, this is dumb. Um, but then I broke down on the side of the road on my way uh, 
or somewhere. I can't remember where it was. It was when I had just moved to Portland. No, I had just moved to Portland and I was, I was driving like a really crappy car and I kind of like broke down and I had the book with me and I was like waiting for somebody to come help me out. And I was there for a while. And so I picked up the book and uh, got like, like 80 to a hundred pages into it and you fell were there in love for with a it. while. Yeah, I was. And, but I, I had that book to keep me company and that did it for me. Like, I, wow. I, and it's, it's funny because I kind of, you know, give the name of the wind a lot of flack. <laughs> like I dig into it all the time, but it's coming from a place of love. Um, that was definitely the one that really kickstarted it for me that got me back into the reading for pleasure sphere, which I kind of in the back of my mind always knew existed, but I just wasn't paying much attention to. Um, so I read name of the wind and it just, it just so happened that like a month later, uh, the wise man's fear came out. Mm, so it was very timing. good timing. Yeah. So the wise man's fear came out and I read that I might've reread name of the wind. I don't remember. I think I did. What I did was, you know, like a lot of people do today, even I went online and I was like, okay, so I got my dose. What's the good stuff? Like, what am I supposed to read? So I remember I went on this website and it was like pretty old format, like forum type re website. I didn't even know like what Reddit was or anything. I was I didn't go on the internet super often, but I found this website. Evan, not knowing what Reddit yeah, is? Yeah, right. I, mean, I wish I had never found out. <laughs> uh, but when I was on this website, one of the comments said, if you're getting into fantasy, go read A Song of Ice and Fire. And I was like, mm. what the hell is that? And, I, and then I looked at the covers and I was like, oh, I've seen those. Those look super boring. But I picked up uh, A Game of Thrones at Pals. That That really did it. Like a song of ice and fire yeah like that that was and it, i don't know if i would have stuck with it if i hadn't just read name of the wind because right. the first like 100 200 pages of a game of thrones if you don't know anything about the show if you don't know anything about that stuff that was confusing i was i was pretty frustrated with how confused i was and how many names there were and how many terms there were for things i didn't know what it's was going lot. on but because i had read name of the wind and i kind of knew that it got really good after a certain amount of time i stuck with uh, Game of Thrones, and then I got into Clash of Kings and the Storm of Swords, and I was just like, okay, now now we're doing it. Now we're then I read like Sword of Shannara. I read the Icewind Dale trilogy. I moved over to sci-fi and I read Dune. Um, and then Red the Rising. First, like, well, Red Rising didn't come for a while, actually. Oh, really? Uh, I think oh, I read uh, Lord of the Rings because I had never read Lord of the Rings Whoa. before when I was in my. I didn't read Lord of the Rings until I was like twenty one, twenty two. Wow. Yeah, because I had read The Hobbit like Crazy. multiple times, and then I never really went for Lord of the Rings because I would. Lo I love the movies so much, and I was just right. like, I got the movies, you know, like whatever. And but like then, that's not a dumb statement. Like the movies no, are so you don't, good. Yeah, I mean, I've even joked around online before and said, like, read The Hobbit, watch the Lord of the Rings movies. What? But I mean, obviously, That's you should fine. read you should read Lord of the Rings books if you have any interest at all in doing so. And I think Fellowship of the Ring it's it's my favorite book personally uh, out of all three. You gotta of them. really love it though, because it's it's a lot. It's too. long. It's very long. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was cool with it. You know, I, I in my head, all the characters were all the characters that I'd already seen in the movies and stuff. So it was very easy to kind of put all that together. I already knew what the story was and everything. So uh, yeah, reading Lord of the Rings was really cool. But yeah, after that. Um, you know, I started moving on to like uh, Robin Hobb and Joe Abercrombie, and then I got on the fantasy subreddit, and it just kind of exploded from there. And you it's know, a slippery slope. Yeah, like it's, but you know, I mean, it can be kind of difficult. I feel like for a lot of people because there's so many books out there, and if you start with something that has been, it's it's a weird, it's a really weird thing, right? Because it's not like with an album that takes you like 
30 to 30 minutes to an hour to listen to. Like if you're like, oh, I really want to get into jazz, you know, right. you know and somebody says, OK, well, you know, I'm going to sit you down with some like Coltrane and some Dave Brubeck and some some Miles Davis and stuff. And it's like, yeah, and you can sit with that, you know, but with fantasy books, it's like if you talk to a person who really loved The Sword of Truth by Terry Goodkind and you're <laughs> like, well, I want to get into fantasy and then they give you that this person's raving and, about oh my and, yeah and it's like okay well now you're looking or like they give you like a the eye of the world and i'm not saying that those aren't good things to start with at all they're very I very am. good books but, well, <laughs> but they're not as good of things to start with as some other things that'll kind of ease you into the genre i mean you can yeah. totally take the plunge and start with malazan you can start with stormlight you, can, you know you could do it yeah, but i'm not take, telling take you not to dinner to. first you know it's better to flirt a little i feel like yeah i mean if you're trying to get into the genre if you if you mainly read literary fiction if you mainly read science fiction uh science fiction to fantasy would give it a little bit easier for you to transition They're over very to jason but there's a lot of different genres of books and fantasy is is indeed its own thing so if you're trying to get into it you never really have i, I do think name of the wind as much shit as i give it uh, it is a good yeah. place to start it's not finished i have to tell you it's not finished but it is like it's a super engaging book and uh, you're gonna have a hard time finding a better writer i mean you just your eyes just glide over those words you know that is so true and and like nothing in it for you new to fantasy will be tropey or like old or like eye rolly really because you aren't in the the genre and the culture of the genre so i feel like you'll be able to look at it with a very pure eyes you'll probably just love it so much man yeah. I, that story really warms my heart uh to hear that i yeah. had a major part in it you was you yeah we came fantasy. full circle just look at you now this is like how your career you're like yeah famous like people are like noticing you on the streets like oh my gosh <laughs> no so, nobody notices me I, it's pretty awesome I, just, I notice you i just say i'm not i'm not on the internet <laughs> i remember though when you uh came back there was like one time when we were talking about like band stuff and how you were doing and everything and then like the next time i saw you it was just nothing but fantasy novels when i was like yeah. oh yes and then every time i saw you since then uh I would just we would just geek out to fantasy novels so many times. Friends would be like, hey, you guys going to like come hang out with us now? You guys have been talking about fantasy books for the last two hours. Yeah. And it's because both of us had tried so many different things out. And that's like another piece of advice that I've got for people is like, yeah. try stuff out. Like, don't don't commit yourself to reading a 14 book series if you don't if you're not feeling it. There's all kinds of different stuff out there. It might just be a vibe thing. It might be a you know, you picked up a 900 page book and you're not really ready to read 11 more of them, you know, I mean, and it doesn't yeah. mean that the, the genre is not for you. Just like if you pick up a, a haunted house horror novel and it's just not really the kind of scary you were looking for. There are a mm -hmm. lot of other flavors of scary. There's a lot of other flavors of romance. There's a lot of other flavors of science fiction. So move around with stuff. So, you know, like while I'm, I'm recommending name of the wind to start with, you can also start with Mistborn, which is a very different book. It's a heist. It's, it's got a whole different crew. It's got a whole different vibe. It's got a whole different totally. setting. You know, it's got a way different magic system. Give it a shot. And if it's still not for you, like you can still keep trying other stuff. Uh, personally, I would also recommend uh, a court of thorns and roses. Um, I know that people talk about those books all the time. They're wildly popular. Um, but if you like romance or even literary fiction and you've never really read anything that has any like world building to it, it is a pretty good series to start with because she really does kind of ease you into everything. It's a little confusing as the books go, but I mean, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. But it also has some very classic 
fantasy elements as yeah. far as like magic yeah. and the races that you may find in other books. Um, so I think it is a pretty good start if you like fantasy. I just gave it to uh, a friend of mine a couple months ago and she raves about it, just is yeah. all about it. She's on the third one now. And that could be a step into reading some other stuff, you know, like maybe you move on to some N.K. Jemison or some Andrea Stewart or some yeah, Winter Night or yeah, or some. So you, we read Winter Night or you, you then then all of a sudden you're reading like like gas lamp flintlock fantasy. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 a slippery slope, like Chad said. But, you know, all it takes is like one little rock to fall. And then now you're into it. And as you know, it's, it's an interesting thing, too, because the fantasy avalanche, the, the fantasy. Oh, avalanche. I was really nervous. I wasn't going to say that right. Uh, I'm glad you got to sneak that in there. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But there's another interesting thing about uh, starting this hobby, if you want to call it that, the, you know, with this passion, if you want to call it that, too, or anywhere in between. But there's something interesting about getting into this where I feel like there's this weird misconception that if you want to start with fantasy, you have to start with like 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 uh like, like Mac mcdonald or lord of the rings oh. <laughs> or like mervyn peak or uh even like Le Guin stuff or or sort of shenanigans and, and, and like really dig into like the the really old stuff and it's like no you don't have to if if anything you should read that stuff a little bit later to to really kind of lean into it and appreciate it after right. you've read some more contemporary stuff that's a little more like palatable for our attention modern tastes today like we just have I mean, a different attention span today like we just we don't it's i'm sorry like we do like I, it's yeah, hard they're to written focus in the cultural environment that the that is at of the times you know if you read a book from before present time or way before present time it's going to reflect within the book itself and may you might start inadvertently thinking that the entire genre is a little dusty as those books uh, sometimes have a tendency they can to be. be they can just be like lengthy and um a little tedious sometimes yeah. but not in a way that you shouldn't read them or not in a way that they're bad or anything like that but i mean like get a little samey yeah i mean <laughs> reading mistborn and reading the silmarillion are really really different experiences so those, different. Are, those are very different and i wouldn't suggest anybody start with the silmarillion um, no. but and then the other one that i had here that was a that would be a really good start for people uh would be the hunger games um Ooh, they're nice not call. yeah they're not necessarily they're like dystopian i guess you could call them sci-fi but i wouldn't i would just call them like there's a lot of fantasy elements to it like, yeah i mean it's dystopian but, but there's a lot of world building in hunger games those are they're really good ones to start with. Uh, the story is awesome. If you've read, if you've already seen the movies and stuff, it'll kind of get you in that mode of yeah. reading like a trilogy. You know, reading something they're really well more. written. They're awesome. I love the Hunger Games books, except I the last one. Through. That last one. Yeah. Uh, not go read it. If it's it form your angsty. own opinion about it, but this it's not. It's not even like an angsty thing. It's just I feel like with that third one, there were just some decisions made where I was like, oh. That was, that was interesting. Of, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I guess that's that's cool. I guess, but and if you've read it, then I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. But I've mm -hmm. I've rambled on about that. Uh, give me uh, your answer to that question. Um, okay, so well, I feel like it's either one of two things because I had a hard time answering this question. So, and I think my difficulty lays in one of two areas. You know, you talked about the like young adult, late teen dip where a lot of people just stop reading or yeah. they, like I never experienced that in any way there was just 
always I've been going from fantasy book to fantasy book, or yeah, maybe like consistent. a few weeks here and there for sci-fi since I was like seven. Damn. So <laughs> oh I God. just I never like when it was like which got me into it as an adult. It was like I never feel well, you like, were like I made a that transition. Kid. Yeah, so totally. I, think- <laughs> I was been a nerd for a long time. Either that is true, or I'm just entirely still a child and haven't fully made the transition yet. So congrats. Uh, you can count my rings, um, but I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm just a ch- childlike brain. Uh, so I just never realized when I became an adult. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah. if I were to um, take a stab at answering what like my adult self was like, yes. Um, and where to start. If I know you really well, I would throw you some Drift books right away. Because yeah. one, I'm selfish and I want to talk to you about it. And two, I feel like those are books that are like such a it's just like a part of me. It's like we can yeah. get to know each other better by reading those books, you know? And I mean, they're a very good place to start fantasy. They're really approachable. So sure. classic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that would be like the the hook that I really want to dangle in today's age. I want to give them something a little bit more like modern and like, I don't know if edgy is the right word, but something that might hook them a little better. Um, and I was thinking uh, Lies of Locke Lamora. You mentioned heist fantasy, you know, and it's yeah. like a little bit, it might catch them off guard. Like they're expecting sauron totally. and the one ring yeah. and then they're like whoa heist fantasy this is like clever and witty and fun you know yeah i think um lies man it's so like lies is one of my favorite fantasy books of all time so good um i dnf'd it the first time i read it though what yeah because wow. i was, well, once they got into like the don salvara game i was just like this is jumping around. i don't know what the hell is going on right oh, now this wow. is so uh i would still suggest drive off the chaos yeah i mean like i would suggest lies of luck lamora just because I, I agree with you. Like once you get into it, you're you're in there now. You're you know? in there. Like, yeah. Scott Lynch is such a good writer. Um, but it's not as it doesn't hold your hand as much. Like, no, it as, certainly doesn't. With stuff like Mistborn or Akatar, you know, it's just kind of like let's we're moving you're along little, for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're putt putting. You've got the bumpers up. Um, and then I was thinking if I have control over kind of the direction that they take, if they gave me influence over their first pick i feel like i could possibly gain influence over their second or thirds and after that i think i'd lead them into some robin hobb and then some joe abercrombie that way they kind of yeah. come out of the experience with like a full flavor they yeah. kind of experience some subgenres, some really like dark gritty stuff some people really like that and some like light like more clever witty bantery stuff you know and robin hobb so they cry yeah i think it really depends on if somebody's already been reading a bunch you know, like if someone's been yeah. putting away like three or four books a month uh, for years and they just they just don't they don't read the genre and they're trying to get into the genre, then I would have very different picks totally. as opposed to somebody who literally hasn't read a book for 10 years <laughs> yeah. and really wants to read fantasy. Then fuck, yeah, let, let, let's do it. But we got to we got to not only tackle like you getting into a certain genre that comes with its own hurdles, but we have to tackle like you getting reading. into reading at all you know <laughs> right. like so i think that like fast-paced stuff you know stuff that's gonna Jump make cuts. you yeah we want we want you to like keep reading you know like we, we need like, the tiktok of books yeah that's yeah, <laughs> yeah we really do <laughs> really dan really brown do. dan brown yeah <laughs> i mean those short that's chapters not really fantasy though though I mean, depends on like which, which religious affiliate you talk to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Clever but, girl. <laughs> yeah i mean I, th- I think stuff like anything with like a fantastical element to it i mean if you're really into literary fiction like go for some murakami or some aaron morgan morgenstern you know i mean go for yeah. stuff that's like leans a little bit more like magical realism where you're kind of dipping your toe into weird stuff happening and you having to keep track of your suspension of disbelief uh yeah. to a, a higher degree than you normally would you know because if you're reading like i don't know just 
like uh, to, like to kill a mockingbird is not you don't have to really suspend that much disbelief you know i no. mean it's it really is just a, a a series of events that's narrated by a young girl like you in wish alabama that you like could suspend your disbelief <laughs> sometimes <laughs> <laughs> this was real but, man we sucked <laughs> and you know i'm not trying to say like it's such a hard genre and you have to be like super smart to read it or anything like that it's just, i mean i still like pick up books sometimes and i'm just like i have no idea what yeah. the hell is going on right now and i read all the time and it's just sometimes authors just throw a lot of stuff at you you know i really wouldn't recommend reading something like malazan book of the fallen or like right out of the no. gate you know i mean simply even if you have been reading for like a long time simply just there there are like these kind of fantasy muscles that need to be worked sometimes you need a baseline set too you know like you could go into it and think end up being like yeah that's why i don't read if you for a person who hasn't read in a while they could read Malazan and be like yeah this is why I don't read because like I'm secretly like dumber than ever or they could be like you know it could give oh. them a false picture of their own, own capabilities and further justify their lack of reading when really it's like no everybody has that trouble with the book you just don't have a good baseline right. so you never pick and, up the hobbit you know and most people are like a lot smarter than they give themselves credit for Hell you yes, know? They are. I mean it's it's a thing like I mean yeah it's it's so weird because like being confused it's something that a lot of fantasy books employ uh to a benefit a lot of the time too because it's like a cool revelation now and then and stuff and like once you start really piecing those things together it's really nice but with a lot of other stuff that you're used to consuming like like a tv show you know like they're gonna they're gonna try their best to explain everything as clearly as possible as fast as possible and that's not necessarily the case with books no Sometimes, sometimes, purposefully so. sometimes I wish it was such yeah. like I have been like 150 pages into a book like okay I like the writing I like some of these characters I don't know what this word is did they already <laughs> say that like did they already what is that and I'm going back to the glossary and going yeah it's... and some authors will do it to be like well yeah I wanted the story to be confusing because the main character is dealing with confusion and so it's like you experiencing what they're experiencing during the it's like helps you to understand their story by confusing you and not understand it, which is a weird thing to do but like you know there's just some there's some tricksters out there and <laughs> yeah uh Catherine Addison's uh, the Goblin Emperor I DNF that the first time I read it too. After I've been really reading a lot, that. it's very, very good. I ended up finishing it, but the names of everybody that's like in this empire, uh, in like the upper echelons of this empire that this that this person gets thrown into. So it's like a fish out of water story, and all of the names are I, I'm not kidding. They're like seven or eight syllables long, and Whoa, a bunch of consonants, like Z's and R's and U's, it's a, like, and Z's and H's, and just like stuff. Every, lots and lots of stuff, but. When I read it the first time, I was like, I am so confused. I can't stand this. Like, this is really annoying. I posted in the fantasy subreddit and I was like, why is everyone so excited about this book? It's so confusing. And then with the top comment immediately, like uh, two minutes after I posted it, somebody said, you're supposed to be this confused because that's how confused the main character is. Yeah. It's it's supposed to like, like you, you're allowed to just kind of glance over everything because the main right. character is kind of doing that too. And I was like, wow, that's such a good idea. Like it flipped my whole opinion of the book around and then I went and finished it. It's so funny. Which is such a cool idea, right? The first author who thought of that was like, I'm a genius because they're actually telling you about their story by not telling you about their story. It's a brilliant mechanism, but it's very confusing. And to a new reader that might be just, totally throw them off and and i've read it executed poorly where i never liked it i was like i get what you're doing and i still hate this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that happened with me a little bit with um uh, the terror by dan simmons 
Uh, I, mm. I don't he I don't know if he ever explicitly said this, but the terror is like 700 pages long. And I, I guess this is just what I've read uh, from like reviews and, and other posts about it and stuff. But I guess like Dan Simmons was like, I want to put these the reader into a place where they feel like this is never going to end, you know, because that's how the people on this ship felt. Yeah, and that's it's a like, brutal place to well, be. Well, it's funny because I definitely felt like that, but I <laughs> like didn't want <laughs> There was like, this is awful. like 600 pages in, like, oh my God, man, can we wrap this up? But yeah, I mean, oh it's effect, it was effective and I still didn't like it. So yeah, yeah there's a whole bunch. But I, I mean, I ended up really loving the book. It's weird. Our ability to belabor a question is incredibly awesome. Uh, but I'll end that yeah. question before we go on to the next with this statement is books aren't food. Everyone's not going to taste it the same way. Everyone's going to like experience a book differently depending on the filter through which they see life and their worldview and the things going on in their lives. And so it's like, do you, you know, like read what you want to read and find books that you like and don't listen to if anyone's hating it and don't let that flavor your opinion of something and yeah. try many different things. Kind of like you were saying, you know, it's like there's so many different genres within a genre so don't just read one and decide you don't like it because there's a lot of food yeah and you know something else that i see every now and then is um kind of like what i did with the goblin emperor but like when somebody says something along the lines of i don't understand why everybody likes this so much i don't like is there something wrong with me like i've literally seen those words <laughs> typed out on like a reddit poster and tiktok or whatever and it's like no there's nothing at all wrong with you you just it's just not don't your like thing pineapple on your pizza yeah you're not stupid and you're not like wrong or anything i mean they're, they're like some people just don't like stuff is that, is that right. really that big of a it's deal totally like, fine <laughs> it's like, totally fine you're not affecting anybody negatively by not no. liking something you know so yeah let's move on to the next question that was a that was a nice rambly one all right so this next question is from sir deadlock the question is does anyone else feel like me in regards to e-readers i have nothing against them but i hate the idea of having an extra device for only one purpose i enjoy reading on my phone pad laptop and love how my ebooks just sync to wherever i am i don't use the kindle app anymore but stick to google play books scribed and libby this question hmm. is especially relevant to me as i just started using a kindle a few yeah. uh, months ago or like a month ago is when he, when i really started to actually use it i've had it since christmas since evan sent it to me because he's oh. the best ever and there's been multiple times that i've thought like why am i not using my phone this seems silly to have like another device however yeah i totally feel that question for sure yeah, yeah. totally and and i always respond to it in my brain because i've had this argument with myself multiple times so i'll give you my counter to the argument that my brain instantly goes to primary amongst the reasons is the kindle is only a book device there's no notifications there's no games there's no right. videos there's no anything else that the kindle does or that like item represents meaning when i'm on it i'm reading and it forces me to be like intentional and stay a bit more focused because like even the few seconds glancing at a notification for a text or something that pops up, it's going to pull you right. It pulls me right out of the story and it's going to put your focus elsewhere. It's going to take a while for you to like get back into that zone where you're just like crushing pages and you're not even aware of time passing, you know, which is a lot of the times why I put my phone in a different room, or like under my bed or something when I'm reading. So that was my biggest one is just it's nice that it's a intentional device it's only for that. And so my brain knows when I'm on that, I'm reading. Yeah, I think that's a super solid answer that is better than any answer I could give. I mean, for, <laughs> for, first of all, I mean, like you you wanting to read on your phone, like this is totally fine, obviously. I for mean, like sure. it's a great thing to read on. I mean, I read on my phone when I'm uh, like, I just got a haircut the other day and he was late. He looks great, by the way, guys. Aw, but I, he, he was late. 
uh, it started like 15 minutes later. So I just, I pulled up my phone. I didn't have my Kindle with me. So I just pulled out my phone and started reading on Libby on something I was working on. And that was really convenient. And I, I do like that I can just read whenever I want when I don't have my Kindle and I don't have my book with me or whatever. Um, I personally really like the Kindle because it tries to mimic what what a what light on a page looks like yep. no matter what two. yeah and i've messed with the settings on my phone and there's certain ways you can get it to kind of get close but for some reason like the phone it just doesn't it still feels like i'm reading on a piece of glass yeah uh, and the kindle just doesn't feel as much like that um but i would say for convenience sake i mean if you don't have a kindle right now and you're comfortable reading on your phone just stick with your phone like you don't need to phone. go buy a kindle i mean it uh, literally has the function the, i mean there it's um there is something to be said about uh, you know, getting a notification and then you look at a text and then all of a sudden you scroll TikTok for two hours. But I mean, that can happen if you're not reading on your phone. <laughs> like it yeah, happens totally. to me when I'm reading physical books all the time. So uh, I would say like the e-reader is really cool because like, I really like the idea of having like, like Chad said, like this thing that's dedicated to books that kind of mimics what the page looks like. Uh, it just, it just feels that much more like a regular book or, or that much more separated from my phone. But I mean, having a ton of books on your cell phone and not carrying around another device, you have to charge and carrying like this. Yeah, obviously I totally yeah. see, you know, the merit in that. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. It's kind of Freudian almost in that. Like when I, I give my cat treats, I shake the little bag. So he associates the sound of like the crunching treat bag shaking with the treats. So if he's outside and I'm trying to catch him, which is impossible, I can shake it and he'll come running in. Because um, he associated it with, you know, and his mouth is probably watering or whatever. And the Kindle's the same way. It's like when I pick that up, I know I'm going into a story. I know I'm. It's got the only one purpose, and I get excited for reading's sake, as opposed to like all the other myriad of functions that my phone is capable of. You know? Yeah, it's funny. I posted a video like last week, I think, where um, I was like, "Here's some advice on how to focus while you're reading." And like my first piece of advice was like, "Put your phone in like a lockbox or whatever." <laughs> yeah. And then like immediately, of course, somebody commented and said, uh, "Well, I." mostly read on my phone and i was just like ah that's a pretty good put it point. on airplane mode <laughs> yeah i mean it's i don't know i get i get tempted sometimes yeah and there's probably like an app that will even change your screen to like the kindle i bet like i'm there's, sure that's a uh, for for be. iphones at least you can go into accessibility and um if you turn on zoom there's like a i can't remember exactly what the feature is but i have it on my phone basically you can turn on zoom and then you can dim your phone screen even more than the lowest mm. setting it'll go on. And so that's pretty nice. But it doesn't, like your phone doesn't reflect sunlight the same way that the Kindle does. So even if you're like outside trying to read on your phone, it's not, it's not the Kindle the so same. matte, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, it's not reflecting anything. It's like a very different screen. I like it a lot. Actually. It's funny. I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of like have started preferring e-readers just like a, just like a i'm kind of scared of that it's happening. like a i thought it for it's a long fine. time now that i have one because you just gave me one i was like uh, oh no it's so and now it's nice so it's yeah. so nice to just like it doesn't matter what like it doesn't matter what book you're reading it, you don't it's it's the same size every single time <laughs> it's yep. just like this little thing in your hands uh so like you know if i'm like i want i'm gonna read a uh, duma key by stephen king pretty soon and it's like a 700 page hardcover book and it's like do I really want to sit with that thing on my chest for like nine hours? You know, I right. Mm, and the percentage they show yeah. you so wise of them to do that because it kind yeah. of mimics the like satisfaction you feel from like going through the pages. Well, right there with that percentage thing, you'd be like, oh, look at that. I'm 16%. I was 8% when I started. And it's like moving right it through. It mimics that same dopamine effect of uh, just feeling some 
some progress. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, let's see here. Um, so I've got one here from uh, Ian Westcote. Uh, Ian Westcote asks, I was hoping to get some recommendations for some forest horror books. I remember you both recommending some on a couple episodes. I'm halfway through The Fisherman, and I am in the mood for a horror book to follow it up with. I can take yeah. this. Uh, Foho is Evan's department. <laughs> I say good on you on The Fisherman. That's yeah, the one that Evan had book. me read in. Wow, is it crazy. Uh, Evan, take it away. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to kind of go through a few uh, real quick. Um, <laughs> that means he's about to list I've, 17. I've got a pretty big list here. Okay, yeah, so, for sure. All right, so I've got The Ritual by Adam Neville. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but The Ritual is about a group of friends that goes into the forest, and there's a monster in the forest that is uh, not stoked on them being there, or I guess kind of stoked on them being there, if you, if you yeah. uh, think about it but uh yeah that one's really creepy it's uh I, I think it's um it's a little slow but it's really interesting it's super good uh and then there's the shuttering by anya one, alborn the the shuttering um if you are into like it's another one of those like groups of friends in the forest and uh, chaos ensues because of weird creatures uh i love that kind of stuff uh, the shuttering the idea behind it is really awesome, but I wasn't a big fan of the characters in the book. Uh, there was there was parts of it that really creeped me out that were very um, like visceral and gruesome and creepy and awesome. But uh, yeah, the characters are like in their early twenties and they're just really annoying and they're just mm, not very. They, are they making moves that you're like no one would do that? It's mostly just like the drama that's unfolding between like uh, who's okay. being with who and like their oh. past relationships and stuff. <laughs> you and guys, just... Eddie just got picked off. We found his corpse hanging in a tree, and you're wondering who has a crush on who yeah, right that's now. That's like kind of literally what's going on. But I ah. mean, it's it doesn't make the book bad or anything. It's just kind of one of those things for me personally. I mean, some people are really into that kind of stuff, uh, especially with the backdrop of something horrific going on. There's like a nice like just juxtaposition there. Um, but for me, it was a little annoying. But it's still very much worth a read because Anya Alborn just rocks she's a really what was good the writer. stephen king short story that we were reading with the raft and they were like getting it yeah, on on, yeah. on the raft i was <laughs> yeah, like even was, in short stories it happens sometimes yeah. man uh also speaking of stephen king the girl who loved tom gordon yeah that one's really good it's about a little girl who gets lost in the forest and um Ugh. it's kind of it's it's a really interesting book because there's not there's no dialogue in it really there's a little bit obviously but it's mostly just like her thoughts and like some narrative and stuff of of just how she's feeling being lost in the forest with like this weird presence that's also in the forest with her uh it's a very good book it's very short mm -hmm. too i think it's like 230 pages or something creeped out just hearing the yeah, synopsis it's a it's a pretty cool like different viewpoint on stuff um there's also uh where the chill waits by t chris martindale that one's what pretty a great good name yeah that's from where like the, the early 90s waits. yeah uh that's a that's a wendigo story um it's it's really good it it's structurally very different than i thought it was going to be um nice and creepy even the first like paragraph is really creepy mm. i think it's probably a little little on the long end you know like okay. if you're looking for a slow burn that that one's that's right up your alley if you're looking for cool creepy like character focused slow burn horror um that's going on my kind of, amazon wish list that's it's cool. a it's a cool book um it's definitely uh the ending was really awesome it's it's a very satisfying book for sure just a little long uh, and then the the twisted one spike t kingfisher uh that's it's it's really great it's about a uh, a woman who moved she's supposed to clean out her grandmother's old house in the middle of the forest and uh, the 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 place where the house is, is like right next to a, I want to say like portal of sorts. 
Uh, I was going to say abandoned insane asylum. Yeah, like some weird creepy stuff is going on in this in this particular spot in the forest. And there's a really awesome supporting character in that book, too. Um, But that one, uh, the Twisted Ones, and that one like legitimately creeped me the hell out. There was a couple parts of it where I was just like, whoa, okay, that's that's enough for tonight. Okay, that cover I'm, is a doozy. Yeah, it's very creepy. Uh, there's also a book that she has uh, called The Hollow Places. It's also by T. T. Kingfisher. I've heard it's just as good as The Twisted Ones. Uh, they're often talked about in the same breath, but I've never read it. Um, I don't know if it's even forest horror, but it's, uh, it's another T. Kingfisher horror novel that people seem to really like. I've also mm. got listed here uh, The Troop by Nick Cutter, which technically takes place on an island with trees on it, but I think it'll serve um it's it's not, not even a really forest. get off the list i mean the troop uh it's it's a horror novel for sure but it's not really like it's not really scary it's just like gross oh. <laughs> so if you're looking for something that's just kind of messed it's like up like a slasher is it a slasher book mm, no it's gross okay it's yeah it's uh but it's about a troop of boy scouts that is uh like stuck on an island with um some terrorizing stuff going on it's a good book. It's uh, Nick Cutter is a great writer. Uh, also, there's a nonfiction like book. Mo- novels and his last name is Cutter. Like what a lucky yeah. swing and a hit. There's also a nonfiction book I've been meaning to read called The Cold Vanish, which is an account of people that go missing in the wilderness without a trace. Mm, uh, yeah, a lot of those. It's a lot. I think uh, most of the book revolves around a man who disappeared in Olympic National Park, but there are a bunch of other stories kind of littered around as well. Those are all true stories. Or is as it true because as... one of the um presidents made a deal with the aliens that they could take humans for research from the national forest i don't know maybe maybe not i don't know like and if you don't live uh if you live in like a, the midwest or in a, a part of the world that doesn't have thick forests or anything then you might not know this feeling but uh if you're ever driving through like forested oregon or for deep forest uh washington or california or whatever um if you, if it's like if the sun is going down and you look out into that forest while you're driving, like just kind of think about how much space is actually out there. It's it's weird to it's think vast. about. There is so much, and ah oh man, like just thinking about there is how much in that there space. there is nobody out there. Nope. Like there's a yeah, some people depending on where you're at, but there are huge swaths of the forest where there's just it might as well be the ocean. There's nothing yep. out there, and uh, actually. There is stuff out there's there. There's a lot of things <laughs> out there. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple others I've been meaning to get to real quick are uh, The Willows and The Wendigo. Uh, both of those are classics by Algernon Blackwood. I think they're both fairly short, but I've, I've never read any Blackwood before, but I've heard his work is the stuff of legend. Those are supposed to be really good, so maybe check those out too. I've been meaning to as well, but those should uh, those should get you going for a little while. And also, Blackwood is his last name. Like, yeah, who are these cool. horror novels with <laughs> horror uh, authors with awesome last names? Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get to the last question here and then wrap it up. All right. Um, so this comes from Mud Dud. And the question is very simple, but we might ramble for a little while about it. But it's can we hear about your pets? Because <laughs> pets. The yeah. Chat, yeah. You know, of course. We could, we could do it. All right. Go ahead, Chad. Take okay, it away. So. I've got a cat, uh, and his name is Kitty Smalls, a.k.a. the Notorious C.A.T. Um, he's a absolute thug. He's a terror <laughs> of the neighborhood. Uh, he's like, you know, selling catnip to all the little kittens and stuff. I've always named my cats after rappers. I've had two paws, 50 Kitty, Marshall Meowthers. And uh, Kitty Smalls, the Notorious C.A.T., is uh, 
definitely one for the the legendarium of gangster cats that i've had in my life because he really is just quite the savage he's going on like 13 14 years old now still still in his prime still strutting his stuff all the neighbor cats run when he comes outside he hangs out with does raccoons. he do well with other people yeah or totally is it just you like if i came over and i and i pet him would he, would he be cool to as me? cool as he would be to me he would let you pet him like three or four <laughs> times depending on his mood and then like attack <laughs> attack you maybe does he sleep friendly with you? yeah huh he sleeps right in bed with you he'll very very it's like special when he like will come sleep in like the crook of my arm you know and like lay his little head on my shoulder or something because normally he'll like come up next to me he wants to knead the blanket for a while but he doesn't want to be touched while he needs. If I touch him while he needs, like, and he gets all pissed off. Uh, and then he'll chill out and he wants like five or six pets. And then he moves down to the bottom of the bed and curls up and goes to sleep. He wants his space. Yep. If I give him like four or five pets, he'll either attack or move like just beyond my arm reach and like sit down and be like, dude, I'm trying to be around you, but I don't want to be touched by you. <laughs> I had a cat for a while. It was a, a Bombay named Calvin. He was so sweet. He was it's a good name best. for a cat. He was all black cat. He looked like Toothless from. Uh, how to train your dragon nice. he was so, and he was so vocal he meowed constantly Ugh. like when I, like right when i got home from work it was just he started and he wouldn't stop until i sat down and pet him for 20 minutes straight uh, <laughs> but he used to sleep um above my head on my pillow like oh, so that is adorable like right up on my head like and i tried moving into like different spots of the bed and so it's just no and even like, if no, i like, want that evan dome yeah and if i <laughs> and if i rolled over like he would just kind of maneuver and then just keep sleeping. Did you ever right like on land on him, like roll on him? He's like, no, like, no he's cool. Like I, I, I don't. Oh, that don't would be so ever... scary. Oh, man, there's not enough trust. Kitten smalls would attack my face. Like my eyelashes yeah. fluttering or something. I'm dreaming. He would. I would be blind. Man, cats have such weird temperaments. I love them though. Really I'm. Do. I am. You know, I have a dog, but I'm. Yeah, I. I never thought I'd say this publicly, but I think I'm a cat person. Yeah, like I just. I love. I freaking love dogs. I think they're amazing. Um, they're much more um, I don't companionable. Know Maybe. I mean, it depends on the cat. The cats are like, arrogant. Yeah. You know, they're like uh, apathetic <laughs> roommate, you know, but I kind of I respect that about them. Like, it's hard for me to respect an animal that like I can release. I couldn't release into the wilderness and then come back two weeks later and it'd be fine. Like my cat. Totally fine. He'd be king of the raccoons. Um, but with an animal, I don't know. I maybe I'm just in a stage in my life where I find independence appealing. I don't have a cat, but my my household has a cat. It's like my roommate's cat. Their name is Franny Momo, and um, we've switched the. I moved into this house when the cat was already here, and I don't know what the gender of this cat is. I don't. <laughs> we, Who we owns call the him, cat? Uh, the my roommates, cat? but they call they call him she or her or they or whatever. The, it's it's the jury's out. I still I I literally don't know. I've never lifted the tail to check, but uh, yeah. So did uh, they know? I the owners? Know. I don't know. I think uh, I mean, I'm sure the name there's a is way very to find androgynous. Out. Yeah, for any Momo. Uh, uh, if you've seen some of my TikTok videos, it's the cat with the very, very piercing blue eyes. Uh, I don't know exactly what kind of cat it is, uh, but very fluffy, hypoallergenic. Uh, nice. She's, yeah, she's great. I mean, um, she really she really wants to go outside all the time. And it's like, I don't really have, ride. I don't have the authority. I don't know. It's not my cat. Like, I don't know what the rules nah, are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm down. Like if you want, I will make that cat happy, but I <laughs> don't want to like piss off my roommates. So it's like, I don't know it's what fair. the, I don't know what the outside rules are, but pretty much anytime I go upstairs, uh, the cat is sitting in front of the back door, just looking longingly out at the, oh. the whole world that, that, <laughs> that it can't go see. And I feel bad for him, but, uh, 
Yeah, he's he's a nice cat. He's never scratched me or anything. Just super chill. Um, That's nice. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very very cute. And then of course there's Lincoln. Oh, my, Lincoln. My my big grumpy old man. We always have to stop stop podcasting because Lincoln needs a walk or some Lincoln water needs or yeah or, or, or Lincoln heard a noise and we're all gonna <laughs> die because Lincoln has has anxiety. Uh, he's he's got Prozac. He's you know he's he's medicated, but if uh, we live in a basement, so it's like if anybody makes noise, he is now we we gotta we gotta grab our go bag and we gotta drive out of town. You know what I mean? Like it's it's time to go. Like it, this is an emergency. He's like this I got is, you, team. We're at DefCon One right now. We have to go right now. Uh, either that or he is sleeping in the laundry room and we can't get him up. You know what wow. I mean? <laughs> so How old he's is like again? fourteen. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, he is he is he's, he's, an, senior, he's, he's ancient. Citizen. He is a he's a very old man and he's very grumpy and he is the least affectionate dog I've ever had. <laughs> well, you like, know, you're never gonna be surprised by a poltergeist in the night. No, no, he will pick that right up, but he won't do anything about it. Like he'll just Well that's you know, fine. Like if someone broke warning, into my you know, house. Like my cat would just be like, Yeah, no, do whatever you want to him. Yeah. I mean if my if somebody broke into my house, like Link is not doing shit. Link is not gonna But help. he's warning you. Yeah, but like you're not gonna get garroted in the night. Yeah, you're that's capable. True. You're fine. Yeah. You'll be good. You know, that's the main reason for animals, right? To alert you to poltergeists and the, something that you can blame scary house noises on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he because is a house like creaking. You're like, oh, it's the cat. He's a perfectly good boy. He's never like bit anybody. He's never bit another dog or anything. Uh, whenever I'm walking him and another dog walks by, he doesn't. He he like freezes and he'll like stick his head in a bush or something. <laughs> Really? He, he's got like social anxiety so yeah he doesn't oh. want to like deal with it even if the other dog is like this really nice like Extremely. personable dog and wants to hang out they can just he's like oh what's this i'll just like smell this real just quick bush yeah he's, looking over here yeah uh yeah he, he's a super good boy i mean um yeah and it's pretty cool because like dogs uh especially big dogs i mean if you've seen pictures of lincoln he's over 100 pounds he's a chow german shepherd mix he's a and, big dog uh, he's a very very big dog and i forget about I feel like forget how big he is sometimes. Um, but I was walking a little while ago and like this, well, I live right next to a, a elementary school and like these little kids were getting out of school and like a big train of them walked by and they were really cool kids. They didn't like try to pet him or anything because he doesn't super like that. Um, but I got kind of nervous because I was just like, ah, if one of them tries to like jump on him or something, it's going to be weird. Um, he could kill like, any of them with one. No, bite. he couldn't. One of those, one of those five-year-olds could, beat lincoln up like no i mean <laughs> temperamentally yes but like he has the physical capability he has, he has a lot of, of uh, killing them with one behind one. him yeah uh he doesn't really have teeth <laughs> oh really oh maybe not 14 yeah okay. super, i have to like water down his food and stuff Dude, yeah he's like, blend it and stuff oh i don't have to blend it but i definitely have to let it soak for a little bit <laughs> he slurps it up i watched my <laughs> buddy so gross. uh dylan's uh dogs uh, a couple months ago and they gave him like gourmet food i wanted to eat some of this food i was like this is better than like my tuna sandwich that i'm about to eat they were like each one comes with these little tupperware things that are sealed i like washed them out and took them home as tupperware i still use them because i couldn't bring myself to uh throw these like containers away they were so nice you know dylan has like dachshunds doesn't he yeah huh man i love dachshunds yeah they're i love them so dogs. much they're so cute you know they're a little yippy they oh my they, gosh they, they bark, bark a lot 
this is gonna be way TMI, but like I can't tell you how many like restroom sessions on the first couple days were interrupted <laughs> because they'd be freaking out. And I'd be like, we're under attack. And so I'd be like arming myself, you know, and like they'd come down and be like, Are you kidding me? You guys know what I had to stop? Like, They're not barking at anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, They're man. so cute. They look like little little hot dogs and they're so they affectionate. You wanna sit Gus in your and lap. And it guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's such a good henry's good too yeah yeah but i don't know if i ever uh want to get another dog actually i don't know i don't know i think uh cats for sure probably yep. cats uh, as long as i'm alive but i don't know dogs man like dogs just and if you're listening right now you know like dogs are just a lot um i don't have kids so i don't, I don't have any way to compare it or anything and i'm not going to even try to do that because yeah sure. but like if you're trying to do like a spontaneous like okay we're gonna we're flying down to vegas it's like well, what are we gonna do with fucking lincoln you know what i mean like he's 100 totally. pounds and he gets freaked out about everything so like you we gotta figure Chad this out come over and get freaked out while he's going in the bathroom you know oh my god i bet <laughs> Chad would like hey lincoln would like you I'm sure. I totally would come over and watch your dogs. But yeah, I totally, I totally feel you. I love the independence of the cat. I can just lock him inside my house and leave for two weeks, leave the toilet yeah. bowl open. So, you know, if he runs out of water, he can access that. He's pissed off when I come back, but you know, yeah, he's, he's fine. like fine. Totally yeah. Fine. It's, it's weird. I mean, cause, um, I had dogs growing up and stuff. Um, uh, but we like, we had like a lot of property and they were really well-trained dogs and we would, we didn't put them on leashes or anything. We just like let them out and let them run around. Um, and then they would come right back um which i think is like a lot more like a dog's speed you know i mean like totally. keeping one in like a yard. You know, I, I just feel bad for lincoln sometimes because yeah like we live in a basement and like we try to get him out uh walking around and stuff but he's like he's like old he's and a lazy stage of his and, life where it's really the basement's fine I, I try to and i'm excited for this summer too because um last summer i did this a lot with him but um i bring him out onto the front porch and like let him sit in the sun and oh, kind of like observe reading. stuff yeah and i read out there and um, i've done that for like hours at a time before and he really seems to like it but you know he doesn't it's it's like if it's raining or snowing or really windy or really Which cold it always is important yeah like i mean he he's not like stoked on the weather he's like grumpy and old and he's just like oh man i hate this like I don't, <laughs> it's cold and prune I, juice. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just like a big grumpy old man <laughs> like uh he like whenever uh whenever i come home and i haven't been i haven't been home in a while he like huffs at me he doesn't really bark that much, but uh, and he doesn't like whine or anything. But like, I'll come home and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, just like I missed mad. you. But I'm not going to admit it. Yeah, I'm annoyed. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gone for a really long time once, uh, like almost two weeks, and I came home and he like ran up to me and his tail was wagging and stuff, and I like pet him, and he kind of just walked over and laid down again, like. <laughs> like super fast he's like ah all right you're back all right whatever yeah, cool nice to see you all right i think that's gonna do it for us today everybody like what do you think chad i think that's good yeah yeah that was a long one that was longer than i thought it, was end it right be. meow hey um, <laughs> didn't get through without a terrible pun oh my god everybody thanks for listening to the friday forge uh chad and i love making these episodes and if you'd like to submit your own question we do have a discord with a friday forge channel specifically for this uh, episode you can put your own questions in there and chad and i will answer it in our long rambly way that we love doing i loved the break from normality with the non-book related question with yeah that was pets. fun yeah. uh good on was that mud yeah that was mud yeah, thanks bud yeah thanks bud <laughs> all right uh, i'm gonna take off i need to go read uh, i'm gonna lots, go read lots of your stuff. book Woo! oh geez so thanks stoked. buddy all right uh, everybody thank you so much for listening hope you have an awesome rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody